This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Welcome to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Cynthia Waldemeyer, and I'm glad you joined us because today we're talking about fabrics and textiles with a canine twist. An easy way for a dog lover to add style and personalize your home's interior is by adding a touch of dog fabric into your design, either through a pillow, a window treatment, or you can even upholster an entire chair. So today, I'm really happy to have fabric designer Jane Walker as our guest on Decorating Tales. I first discovered Jane's beautiful designs when I was doing research on toile fabric and came across one of her incredible designs that featured greyhounds. Jane is an amazing artist that creates both traditional and contemporary patterns with dogs, her favorite, the greyhound, on a variety of fabrics for both decorating and craft projects. She'll be joining us today from Maryland to tell us about her fabrics, her design process, and to tell any of you artists and creative dog lovers out there how to create a fabric using your dog as an inspiration. So grab your dog and get comfortable because we'll be right back with Jane Walker. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. She became overweight, stinky, several vertebrae fused together. Sophie was going to be euthanized. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I remember Sophie starting the Dynavite. She has loved it. She is no longer stinky. She is full of life. Dynavite is nutrition. Get them on Dynavite right away while they're healthy. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. I get my Dynavite from D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound on Pet Life Radio. I'm Cynthia Waldemeyer, and joining me now from her studio in Maryland is fabric designer Jane Walker. Hi, Jane. Welcome to Decorating Tales. Hi. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm excited that you're here. Before we get started, though, tell us about the greyhound that you have in your life. (laughs) I have Greta the greyhound. I've had her for seven years. I can't believe it's been seven years. Um, She's a short, stocky, very fast, or she used to be very fast greyhound. Well, I can relate to Greta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. (laughs) I'm glad she's going down. (laughs) And, And she is actually your inspiration and the model, actually, of your designs. Yes, she is. Yeah, it's very handy. She's right yeah. here. That's awesome. Now, when did you des- begin designing fabrics? I only began designing fabrics about two years ago. Oh, that's amazing. Two years ago. Yeah. That's amazing. Because when I saw your fabric, I was like, this is so beautiful. I would have thought you would have been doing it for years. But <laughs> you have an art background, and it clearly shows. You graduated from the Rhode Island School of Design with a degree in illustration. Yeah. Because you really have to be skilled, in my opinion, to design a toile. Toile, for our listeners that are not sure what that is, toile is a classic design. It never goes out of style. The first copper plate printed toile was made in seven. 
1752. And it's spelled T-O-I-L-E, but it's pronounced toile. And the fabric became all the rage in the 18th century with, with the finest examples hailing from France and now Maryland because Jane's making them. <laughs> Uh, but they're scenic designs that typically feature French countryside with farm animals, scenes with people, and with dogs. So, for only creating fabrics for two years, whatever possessed you to tackle a toile because they're so difficult with the repeat and everything in the design? I really don't remember. It, it may have been somebody suggested it, but um, uh, basically, pen and ink work is my strongest medium. Okay. And so when I began doing this decorative designing is just a natural part of the process was, oh, a toile. And, and a repeat in toile is not really any different than a repeat in any other design. In fact, it was almost a little easier because you can just hand draw. <laughs> Where if well, you make the repeat work, you can, just, you can just go in and hand draw. It's very free form. Mm-hmm. Um, un- unlike a geometric design where you have to get it just exactly right. Right. It won't look good. More mathematical. Now, yeah. tell us about your toile, the scene that you have on yours. You have the greyhound, of course, but there's other yeah. little animals hiding in there. Yeah, I did a toile for the 21st century because a traditional toile with dogs and animals, uh, the, the dogs would be hunting the other animals, and I thought that was, I would just update that and just have the other animals hiding from the greyhounds that are all just bouncing around playing in the landscape instead. It's really cute. She has one little fox curl curled up, and then um, there's a leaping greyhound of what you normally think of a greyhound, and then you have a cute sitting version and beautiful trees. But I was astonished when I found out how many color variations of that one fabric you have. How many do you offer? I think 22. Which is just yeah, mind-boggling. Yeah, that is mind-boggling. So no matter what color someone needs, that it comes in that broad of a spectrum. So it would yeah. certainly match anybody's decor. Theoretically, if someone sent me a color swatch that they wanted matched, I could try to match that as well. That's amazing. Um, the colors are all generated by the computer, you know. So I can any color that the printing company's printers can print, I can put on my design. Right. Right. And let's talk about that process because this has really revolutionized how fabric is made. It seems like all of the mills, uh, back when I was in design school a long time ago, we actually visited the mills on the East Coast, which are all shut down, moved and gone overseas, unfortunately. And all of our fabric, most of our fabric is made overseas. But technology has allowed these enormous printers to actually print on fabrics of different colors, different styles of fabrics, different qualities of fabrics. So you can do very short runs of fabrics here in the United States rather than ordering bolts and bolts and millions of what you'd have to do in a custom through a fabric house. So right, it's been this is just digital printing as opposed to the traditional Exactly, Um, method. So it's really revolutionized. I know the company in North Carolina works with a lot of crafters and a lot of people that um, have creative urges and want to do their own. So that is why if someone came to you with a certain color and said, can you complement this color or can we go to this hue, that you're able to work with that. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's just amazing. And small yardage runs. So Yeah. 
that, that's very that's very yep. nice. That's the best part, uh, yes. <laughs> I think. So tell me about the whole design process. When you're thinking of creating one of these designs with the dogs, where do you start? Ideas go just fleeting through my head continuously. <laughs> when I'm ready to start a new one, I just pull one out and start seeing what happens. And, and playing um, around with it on on my computer. I, I do almost everything on my computer. I have some, some physical limitations that make it difficult for me mm-hmm. to, to do a lot of traditional type of artwork now. Um, I have a bad neck, right. but I've, I work out so I can sit at the computer, doesn't aggravate anything, and I can right. just sit there all day. I, I use photographs of my dog, for, of other people's greyhounds. I'm also involved somewhat in the greyhound adoption community online. So if I need a dog in a specific position or a dog with a specific coat color, I can just go on the online and go to the uh, message board and say, hey, I need pictures of such and such. And, you know, and people are always very happy to share their dog pictures with me. Isn't that amazing? The the community, the sense of community within the dog world, especially greyhounds, is amazing. But the thing about your designs, your greyhounds are not obvious. Some of your patterns, you would have to look at twice to know that there's a dog in there. It just reads, <laughs> depending on the scale, obviously the larger scale ones, you can see the dog right away and, and they're really interesting. But you have an entire repertoire of these fabrics, but some of them you look at and it just looks like a, a print pattern. And then upon close inspection, you think, oh my right. gosh, those are dogs. Yeah. It's, the dogs are making the pattern. So It was all playing, just playing around on my computer and seeing what would happen. Probably having a few margaritas helps, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't drink, but I don't need to, obviously. (laughs) Well, your your designs are amazing. The other thing, your geometric collections. uh, The toile, of course, is very traditional. You can't, uh, it's a very traditional process and pattern. However, they're used in contemporary designs as well as traditional. And you can hardly open a decorating magazine today and not see some example of a toile in there somewhere. But your geometric patterns are so fresh and so contemporary. I just love them. What types of things have you learned that people have made out of those fabrics? Those actually have not been very popular. (laughs) That's not funny. (laughs) The toile has been just very, very popular. The simple geometric ones, I honestly don't know what anybody has done with them. Isn't that funny? Yeah. And that's funny because in the design world, depending on where you live in the country, the majority of your business is what they call transitional, which is more of a traditional with a little bit of modern in there. But for someone that is totally modern, you know, it's a much smaller market. So that's yeah. funny. I look at them and I just love them. They were yeah, mine. A few people have, have bought them mainly through Spoonflower rather than directly from me. So I don't have right. direct contact right. with them. Right, um, but there really hasn't been that much sales of them. <laughs> That's funny because they're they're awesome. They remind me a lot of the Wegman fabrics that are out there by Krypton. They have a few designs that are reminiscent of it, but yours, I think, are actually more intricate, which is kind of interesting. Um, now you mentioned Spoonflower. Spoonflower is the company that has this printing machine that offers people that can design their own fabric and do them there as well. The one thing that I do love about Spoonflower, we'll get into them a little bit more, is they offer so many different varieties of fabrics. So yeah. if someone wanted your toile, you have how many options of fabrics can you order? on seven seven they're all they're all natural fiber cotton or cotton linen fabrics oh silk there's one silk also which is amazing and and they have an upholstery weight which i love Mm -hmm. so you could actually cover a chair you could cover a sofa which is 
just, I mean, when I see these and think you can order it on all these fabrics, the design possibilities are endless. It could be something as simple as a pillow, or like I said, you could upholster an entire chair, which I love. Mm-hmm. So we're going to continue talking with Jane right after this message. So stick around and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Hey everyone, Michelle Fern here. You know, these last couple of months with the COVID-19 pandemic have been so tough. I am so glad I had Mr. Z with me. So I decided to reward him. I got him a Kong box subscription. Well, we just got our first box and he was right near me when I opened it. So, you know, so I could show him everything inside. Let me tell you, party time in a box for your pooch. The box comes with, first of all, you get two great Kong toys. Kong, you know, those super durable toys that have been around. They've been making them since 1970. They are amazingly durable, great for chewers or bored dogs because you can put the little treats inside the Kong toy and your dog is entertained for hours. So in the Kong box, you get the two great toys, you get three delicious treats and two recipes or tips delivered monthly or every other month. And for all of my listeners, I have a great offer for you. Now, for a limited time, go to kongbox.com slash bestbets and get your first box free with your subscription and donate $1 to Best Friends Animal Society to help other dogs in need. So, again, just go to kongbox.com slash bestbets. Now, you can cancel any time on your subscription for a really small fee, but I don't think you're going to want to cancel. The value is just amazing. So, kongbox.com slash best bets and hey mr z says happy chewing let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio pet life radio dot com Welcome back to Decorating Tales with the Interior Design Hound. We're discussing Greyhound fabrics and fabric design with Jane Walker today. And we were just talking about the different types of fabrics that are available and silks and cottons. But you offer some really unique sizes. You have something that you call collar strips. Tell us a little bit about those. The collar strips are actually how I got into doing Greyhound fabric designing in the first place, mm-hmm. not fabric designing it entirely. I started out with some other things, but I started out with some general designs and they didn't sell at all. And so I asked my, again, my Greyhound contacts, I said, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know why my fabrics aren't selling. Everyone says they look good, but nobody's buying them. And several people said, well, we need fabrics for Greyhound collars. We need fabrics with Greyhounds on them to make collars. These are people who make collars for Greyhounds. So that's how I got started making collars. <laughs> Oh, that's fabric. funny. Because see, I look at those strips. They're like a little less. What are they? Like two and three quarter inches. Yeah. Yeah. Wide. wide. Thirty six uh, inches long. Right. I mean, that would be beautiful trim on a window treatment, on draperies, or even a pillow. Yeah, there well. are people who have also used it for that and for um, quilt edging. Exactly. Like that. Yeah. They do make beautiful dog collars. I'd have to say that's funny that that's not what they were designed for. That happens a lot. When you're creating things, you start out in one direction and you end up in a totally different one. Well, that Um, is what those were designed for. I love those. And then you have both borders and like a panel. And that I love also. The panel I designed actually for a spoon flower contest. 
And I won the contest, actually. I can see why. It's just absolutely beautiful. And no, I'm sorry. I take it back. I didn't win that contest with that design. I did quite well in that contest with that design. My regular twelve won a contest. Oh, uh, well, the border should have won. <laughs> 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 oh, no, the it. fabric that won was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Recount. We'll just do that over. But the border, the size of that has loads of upholstery possibilities and window treatments, too, that I love it. I just love that. And then you have edging fabrics as well. So in addition to the normal fabric is 56 inches wide. The width of the fabric depends on the um, type and the fiber. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, because they they range from 42 inches to 56 or 58. I can't remember which is the widest. Okay. Uh, Would you remember which one's 42? The quilting cotton is 42. Okay. 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 Yeah. And you would not probably use that unless you were making a pillow. So what other things have you created from your fabrics? You actually have some like tote bags and other things that you can use them for as well. Yeah, I designed um, fabric panels that are just already shaped and arranged to just cut out and sew up as tote bags and also greyhound pillow toys, stuffed toys, you know, shaped like greyhounds. I just drew, you know, the, the drawing of a greyhound in a variety of coat colors. And, of course, everyone wants their dog's coat color. Right. I keep making more and more. Yeah, that probably does. Everyone wants it to be personalized, which is why I think Spoonflower is pretty fascinating. And we'll talk a little bit about more. Of course, you have an illustration degree and you have an art background. And obviously, you know, you're extremely talented in this. But anyone, even someone like myself, who is not an artist, I can draft. But I could take a simple, say, Scotty silhouette and just simply repeat it in the colors that I wanted to and have a fabric printed up. Or a photograph of your dog, I believe mm-hmm. you can even do, and just repeat yep. it all over the fabric. So really, they've made it that anyone can be a designer. Not necessarily on your level, but anyone could be a fabric designer and mm-hmm. feature their own dog or you know, make things for their own rescue. So what tips would you give someone that wanted to make fabric with their dog that might not be as artistically blessed as you are? The first thing you need to do, I mean, if you're going to use Spoonflower, we're going to use Spoonflower as the company of choice just because that was the one I use and I'm familiar, familiar. with them. Exactly. Yeah. You need to get a color chart, either their little color chart, which they offer very inexpensively, or there is a number of large color charts available, including one that I designed specifically for people who want to uh, have the widest possible color choice. And I personally think my color chart's the best, but um, <laughs> I offer it on Spoonflower. But Spoonflower offers a little color chart with just, I think, 120 colors. Right. Because their printer can only print a certain range of colors. There are some colors that their printer can't print. And so like if you want, if you pick a certain red that you love and you use that, it could come out orange. So they really don't blend colors and have hues. It's pretty much, you know, color matching would be an issue. It's pick it off the color chart. and You need to pick it off the color chart and and just use that as a guide. A color chart as a pretty close guideline because there are some gaps in their printer's color range ability, printing ability. Right. So, so many people, there are a couple of um, discussion groups on Flickr. Spoonflower mm-hmm. is a Spoonflower discussion group. And for beginners, that's their biggest issue for most beginners is, I created this great design and I had it printed and the colors are all messed up. What happened? What did I do wrong? Mm-hmm. I didn't do anything wrong. You just picked the wrong colors. You know, it wasn't right. your fault. 
So right. I definitely recommend before you start, get either Spoonflower's Little Color Chart or one of several large color charts that are available just so you don't have that nasty surprise with the color. Okay. I did it myself. I mean, that's why I created my color chart was because I had problems with the color right from the start. And you wanted to get it taken care of. So, right, so then do you just create a design and download it and then they repeat it or do you? Yeah, yeah. You, you can, yeah they can repeat it for you. So if I took a picture of, of my dog, Taffy, and I just had one picture of Taffy or say two poses, I would download that and they would repeat that all over the fabric. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, when you upload it to their site, you get a bunch of choices, mm-hmm. including how you want it to repeat, whether you want to repeat in, in just um, a regular grid pattern or they can do half drop patterns and flipped mirror image patterns. And I'm not sure what all different ones they can right. I, don't, I don't i don't play around with those too much because i know exactly what i want before i upload it exactly but for somebody that you know that wants a fabric with their own dog or yeah. in the breed of their dog it would be fun to try if you're creative and tech savvy because it is on the computer the other thing that's nice about them and your fabrics as well is you can get swatches so yeah. if i look at one of your twalls and i say oh it's between that color and that color you can get a, a swatch which is terrific, so you can coordinate all the colors. Yes. Right. Yeah, and, and people do that with, with my fabrics. They'll often buy three or four swatches, or I offer a special service where I will put a whole bunch of swatches up on, say, half a yard or a yard of fabric for them, you know, and, and that costs less than just having individual swatches from Spoonflower. You know, I have a rescue Scotty dog. What if they saw one of your fabrics and said, I love this, you know, I love greyhounds, but I don't have a greyhound. I'd like a Scotty. Can you do that fabric for me with a Scotty dog? Would you be able to design that for them? Theoretically, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. I mean, I'm an artist. I can do anything. Um, They would have to pay for, you know. Oh, my yeah, time design time, to design, right, to design right. something like that, yeah. But if someone's um, listening and they say, oh, I would love my own fabric and I have some, you know, uh, but I would like my dog on it and yeah. I don't have the time, the talent or whatever, right. um, yeah. you know, maybe they could get in contact with you or maybe they could find someone artistic t- yeah. to do it. Or, or look on Spoonflower, there are already Scotty fabrics there. Oh, I was amazed when you go <laughs> on line on their site and you just search for dogs obviously there are some really talented people out there with every breed of dog known to man there are also some very (laughs) basic ones that's why yours stuck out because yours looks like something that you'd see from a fabric house it's that sophisticated i in my opinion but there were fabrics of every breed on there it was Mm -hmm. uh kind of fun so that's great i've corresponded with you know on the message boards with some of these other people who who are do the dog fabrics and um, you know, many of them are doing it for themselves and, but many of them are, are doing it to sell because no one else is doing it. The right. Same thing with the Greyhound fabrics. No one else is doing it. And it's such a wonderful thing that you know, you're know you so active in the rescue organizations that I think that just adds a special touch as well. That yeah, you I, I, I do donate fabrics. Oh, don't, don't everybody ask me for donations. <laughs> <laughs> I've got two donations requests in my inbox right now. I haven't even answered them yet. I do no, donate fabrics for right. you know, the fundraising. Right, but I think that's terrific because, you know, greyhound racing is still going on and there are so many dogs of every breed out there that need good homes. So anything we can do to help in that regard for any dog is just a wonderful thing. Mm -hmm. So this is just really exciting. I love your designs and it's just been a pleasure talking to us. Now, what advice do you have for someone that wants to share their life with a greyhound? 
<laughs> um, as with any breed of dog, do your research. Find out if it's the right dog for your lifestyle. I never dreamed that I would, when I decided that, oh, it's time to add a dog to our household, never dreamed of a greyhound, never, never would have thought of a greyhound until <laughs> I met one. And then I was like, oh my goodness, if they, you know, they lie around all day. You know, I wanted a dog that would lie around all day because I'm sitting at a computer all day and, and then would take a couple walks a day with me. And, and you and, got a greyhound. <laughs> yeah, and, and would, um, you know, I have a fenced backyard and I found out that greyhounds need a couple of walks every day and then a few times a week they need a place where they can sprint. Absolutely. As as they can go. They only need that a few times a week for a few minutes. I'm like, oh, I can do that. That's easy. Right. That's why I have Scotty who has very short legs. They don't require yeah. sprints. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, don't have to run, you don't have to run with the Greyhound. They just need a closed, enclosed space. Oh, I know. So I know. Well, that's terrific. Well, I have to tell you that Greta has been an unbelievable supermodel because your fabrics are really fun. Oh, and it's a great creative way for people to add some dogs into their decor, either through window treatments or pillows using any design whether it's yours or, or someone else's. But I think the whole process is fascinating that you can actually design your own fabric line on your computer and have something printed up on lots of different fabric styles is just a wonderful thing. It's amazing what technology can do. Yeah. Well, this has been so interesting, Jane, but we're just about out of time. So tell the listeners where they can find you on the web. Okay. Well, my web address is a little difficult, but it's Jane dot walkerillustration.com. What would be more simple would be to just go to Google and Google Art by Jane Walker and it will bring up a list with my website on it. Exactly. Or just Google Jane Walker Fabrics and you will find Jane yeah. or you can drop me a line. Well, I'd like to thank Jane Walker for sharing her expertise on designing dog fabrics and telling us a little bit about her fabric collection today. If you want more information on pet-friendly decorating, please visit interiordesignhound.com. You'll find loads of pet-friendly pictures, information, and links about my favorite subject, good design with a canine twist. Don't forget to drop me a line at Cynthia at PetLifeRadio.com if you have comments, ideas, or questions about design. And thanks to all of you for listening and sharing a part of your day with Decorating Tales on Pet Life Radio. Later, I've got to let the dog out. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>